101FM Management wish to advise that the opinions and comments stated on this program are not to be considered as endorsed by Radio Logan Incorporated. Broadcasting live from our Logan Central Studios, this is 101FM. The following business program is general in nature and is provided as entertainment. It should not be considered advice. Business Tribe, Tribe. welcome back to your home for business on the FM dial. Monday night is business night, and it's time for the Business 101 Show. Broadcasting live from Logan's 101 FM studios in Logan Central. Here are your hosts, Business Coach Nikki, Digital Coach Carrie, and Logan's own Mal West. A very good evening. Welcome to the Business 101 show, the first for 2022 summer edition. Coach Nikki, g'day. Yes, welcome to 2022. <laughs> Marvellous. Very excited to be here. Way too much red cordial this afternoon for you. <laughs> hey, it's the first show of the year, guys. Welcome, welcome. Very excited to be here. 2022, woohoo, we're here. I know. I'm glad we decided that we would actually come back uh, quarter summer series for the first Monday. Uh, and I've got to say, that's I'm not surprised that that's what you guys said, because that's our commitment to our business tribe of Logan, right? So mm. I'm very happy to be here. Of course, uh, next week, Kerry, you're taking the show by yourself. Uh, I'm going off on holidays, but this is the first Monday. It's the first week of the year, and we wanted to be here for the tribe. So I'm so glad you guys are here. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. And, of course, it's always nice to have our listeners along, and uh, without you, we wouldn't be on air. So thank you for listening in. Now, look, today is going to be about... How do we set 2022 up to be successful for you as a business owner? Even if you're a staff member, you could still take uh, the messages out of here because you'll be successful if you focus on some of these key areas. So I don't know about the rest of you, but my glasses are fogging up so badly. Like I can't <laughs> only see half my notes because we've all can't masked up, of course, under the new mask mandate that we've got. So bear with me if I say something silly. Look, as, as usual, we normally start with what are you grateful for? Now, remember, this is a great little tip if you're running meetings or uh, you're having a meeting with some of your staff. So, Kerry, what are you grateful for? I'm grateful simply for the new year because it's my refresh. It's the time that I have a bit of time off, very busy throughout the year, mm. to just chill, get my head in order and, uh, yeah, come back with a vengeance for 2022. It's like a big reset button, isn't it? It is. It is. I love it. So I'm really grateful to have had that time to be able to do that and, uh, yeah, back into it. Good on you. Me, well, me, mate, with everything that happened in 2021, um, particularly with family, I'm just grateful that we were able to have Christmas Day as mm. a family before all this chaos that is descending upon us is happening. And, um, yeah, so it was just a magic day. Yeah, I'm the same. I'm grateful uh, for Christmas morning breakfast because we've moved into a new unit uh, the week of Christmas. Um, I'm laughing because that, that was a mammoth effort we got there. You did well. Um, and it meant that we could have all of our kids and their partners around the table for Christmas breakfast. So that was uh, sensational. So I'm really grateful for that. It was, it was a lovely time. I hope whatever you did over the Christmas break, uh, it brought you some joy and you're feeling grateful for that too because it's, it's a lovely time of year. Now, look, we were grateful to see a new year because last year was okay, but you know, there were some challenges, wasn't there? I think we need just to, before we go into the couple of areas that people are going to focus on, I think we just got to be mindful that, and we don't want to talk about COVID this show because this is about setting up the year for success, but it's almost like here in Queensland, COVID finally arrived this last four weeks. Do you guys feel like that? Yeah. It's like it all it all got real, you know, like case yeah. numbers and blah, blah. And so now we're trying to work out, okay, what does this mean? 
But I've got to say, I don't have that fear of we're going to be thrown into lockdown. I've, I, that, I don't carry that anymore because I feel like the new show has been very clear. So what I'm getting at with that point is I think business can feel confident in that we are moving forward through this and that 2022 is a new year and we are moving forward. Not like it's forgetting it's there, but how do you feel? Do you feel any more positivity around uh, being able to operate in the business and, and not being at the whim of someone saying we've got to shut down? Yeah, I think there's still going to be challenges, but I think they're going to be more mindset challenges of mm. each individual person. I no longer feel like somebody else is controlling me, which yeah, is a different a bit fear. Of power, a bit of self-empowerment. Back. So now it's just about getting on top of your own, you know, mental state and making sure that you stay positive and, yep. you know, see the glasses half full. That's it. And that's a perfect segue into let's set out your year tribe for success. And we're going to keep it really simple this show. So we're not going to give you a million things to do for homework. So you won't hit overwhelm or fatigue, I promise. There's two key areas that you have to focus on this year. The first area, surprise, surprise, is you and your relationship. And Malcolm, what do you reckon the second area is? Um, Mate, wouldn't have a clue. It's work. Work. Your business. So I love throwing stuff to Malcolm when he doesn't know what I'm talking about. He absolutely hates it, folks. So look, I do it too because it'll help actually burn into your head. So the first area we're going to talk about is you and your relationship. And the second area we're going to talk about is your business and the work that you need to do there. You mean so, we're going to put ourselves up first and then talk about work? Yeah, so this is very rare because um, people are not very good at putting themselves first, right? No. No. So what we're going to do is um, we recorded uh, this time last year Uh, in the show, I actually talked about why a lot of business owners um, are so fat. So let's have a listen to that grab. Get serious for a minute. Most business owners are fat. And I'll tell you why most of us are fat and overweight. It's because the business comes first. We don't come first. We put ourselves probably fourth or fifth. And that is a huge dilemma and a problem. So part of my Uh, resolution this year is I'm going to get healthier. It's not about weight loss. It's about being healthier. Yep. Um, And it's also about being more selfish. So this year I'm putting myself first and my relationship with my wife first, not my family. My family's coming in third. So just think about that for a minute. I can feel the hate mail coming already, but it's like it really takes a conscious uh, focus to actually go right Kids are, you know, pretty much red. My youngest is going to grade 12 this year, so I support him, obviously. But I'm just saying the focus actually is going to go into myself and my relationship more so than my family because that's where 100% of the focus has been in work and family. So I'm making that conscious shift to move some of the focus off work, some of the focus off family and redirecting that focus into myself and relationship because you've only got 100% focus and you've got to divvy 100% focus up somehow. Now, isn't that the truth? So who agrees with that? That's what I said a year ago in this very show a year ago, the first show back for 2021, and that was that the reason why we're all fat as business owners, I know I'm generalizing, uh, is because we always have another mistress. It's like the business is first and we're second or third or fourth or fifth, Mm. depending on what your situation is. Can you relate to that? Yeah, absolutely. For me, I know that I've done that over the last sort of 10 to 15 years. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think girls probably do it more than boys because you always take, Mm. uh, take the mothering role as well. So I think it's important to be aware of that for you to actually have any chance of being a better version of yourself, you actually have to realize that you need to put yourself first. Now, if you notice, I actually said I was going to put myself before my family. And I was putting family at number three at the start of this year. Now, that sounds horrible when you just look at it clinically on what? You can't rank your kids at number three. It doesn't mean I don't care about my kids. It just means my focus is going to be on myself 
and my relationship with my wife first and then my kids came in at three make sense so it's also about being more selfish a lot of stuff we talk about in this show is counter it sounds counterintuitive but for you to be successful as a business owner you've got to learn to say no now coach kerry are you getting better at saying no i am getting better at saying no but it is still a focus for me in 2022 now, have you found that that's important to be able to say no? Yes. Because you've normally said yeah. yes to everything everyone throws at you. And I probably set myself up there about maybe four years ago, five years ago, 2017, I had the year of yes. That was my word. I was going to say yes to every single opportunity that came my way. And I think we did the same thing. Just say yes. Someone invites <laughs> you, just say yes. Just yes, just whatever. Yes. yes. And it has brought me a lot of opportunities, but it has also brought me a lot of heartache in terms of then not being able to say no, feeling like you can't say no. Uh, so I'm still focusing in on that this year um, and, you know, having an understanding of saying no just means that I'm putting myself first and that's a priority for me this year. Yeah. So as we wrap up that first section, Tribe, you're going to put yourself first this year, make a commitment to yourself and then also make sure that you get good at saying no to things because remember, just like a stop doing list is just as important as a, as a to-do list, it's important to say, actually, no, I can't fit that in because I just don't have the bandwidth or the capacity to do that. So that's really what you've got to focus on about yourself. And once you get clear on that um, and you allow yourself to have that space for yourself, you may find that you will start to go, actually, I do want to be a bit healthier this year. Um, I might actually go for that walk with the dog or I might get to the gym with the missus or I might actually start eating a bit cleaner and maybe cut down on a few carbs depending on what your life goals and health are. But the other quick side issue, I listened back to um, that grab and I said at the start of this year that I would lose eight kegs and Mel said, geez, you're lucky it's only eight kegs. I haven't lost eight kegs, but I'm healthier and I did end up getting back on the bike and riding 1,200 Ks over a four-month period. So did have some weight loss there, but, you know, more fit i'm fitter and i'm stronger so mm. yeah don't don't get put off if you don't reach all your goals at once just be better than you were remember the old saying version one's better than version none yep. my fave yeah well version 2022 as long should be better than version 2021 and then you'll be okay healthier than what you were last year that's it so there's your focus on you just be healthier this year do you mind i was in a good place then the world changed daily uncertainties became huge struggles I've missed so much, especially the grandkids. A lot happened to all of us. It's okay to not feel fine. Small things each day go a long way. Make time for you. Take, Take care, care, me. Create a healthier relationship with your mind. Search Dear Mind for more. Authorised by the Queensland Government, Brisbane. A podcast is now becoming a leading way to market your message, products or service to your clients and prospective customers. Take your first step into podcasting with Brisbane Podcasting Centre. If you have the knowledge or expertise, let Brisbane Podcast Centre take care of the rest. Become a go-to person in your industry and area of expertise with a podcast published on your favourite platform like Spotify, Apple and iHeartRadio. Get the right advice the first time. BrisbanePodcastingCentre.com.au That's BrisbanePodcastingCentre.com.au Station sponsor. Hi, it's Mindy Russell. I'm the Division 3 Councillor for Logan City Council. You're listening to the Business 101 Show with Coach Nikki, Kerry and Mel on your local radio station, Logan's 101 FM. 2022 for work is really the year of working smarter, not harder. I mean, I think it's taken as a given that business people are going to be working hard, right? You don't, unless you're lucky, you don't get anywhere without putting in. So if we just take it as granted that we all work hard, 
that's fine. We've already got that done. But if you work smarter, I think you can actually expend the same amount of energy but actually dramatically increase the benefits that you create. And normally that's seen through the revenue line or the number of uh, customers served. Now, Kerry, I thought um, in our show 27, we uh, it was a really good show. We talked about some ways that you'd increased revenue and how you decided to work smarter, not harder, in the cafe that you ran because mm. you wanted to s- increase your basket size. Yeah. Now, you're, you know, when you first took that over, I think your average sale was like $4.50. Yeah, yeah, it was ridiculously low. Yeah, and you ended up where? $12? $12.60, I think it was in the end. So you tripled pretty much 300% of it. Yep. You tripled yep. the average spend. Now, remember people um, online, they call it basket size or average spend or what's the other one? Um, customer value something. There's like a whole heap of buzzwords around this. If you focus on increasing the customer you've already got coming to you, increasing their spend, then that is by far the lowest hanging fruit, right? Let's have a listen to show 27 and what, uh, this is it, the $500,000 cookie and coffee offer. You know when you sell someone a coffee at $4? Yes. You upsold them on a $2 coffee? Yes. You increased your revenue by 50% at the first point of sale by saying, before you leave today, would you like a refill for $2 before you leave? Yeah. You've made a four dollar sale, a six dollar sale. Yeah, worked a treat. I said to you, seventy five percent of people who were offered that actually took up on it, and then another twenty five percent or so were actually would upsell again to buy a cookie or something else, so they could take their takeaway coffee and their cookie, and off they go. And the numbers I did on that, based on the volume that was done back then, it's about half a million to the revenue number mm-hmm. a year just on that. Would you like to buy a refill for two dollars before you leave? Something as simple as that, and plus the cookie upsell, mm-hmm. and there's another half a mil revenue. Half a million dollar cookie and coffee. Yeah, I never really looked at it like that. I was impressed. The minute you said it, my brain just went... Because you're the numbers person. Like, I was just going, that is the best thing I've ever heard. Yeah, it was just it was just about serving the same amount of customers, mm. but getting them to spend more money. How could we get them to spend more money? And we were a little, we were a kiosk. So people quite often only just stopped in and grabbed a coffee and kept going with their shopping. Mm-hmm. So we had to think of things that, well, if they did sit down, we could give them a refill or we could sell them on a cookie that they could take with them. So... Yeah, it did work really well. So good. Working smarter, not harder is definitely the key to that. So what are the things, excuse me, in your business that you can do? And you know, I love my mechanics and hairdressers. And how can you work smarter, not harder? How can you increase the average spend? Now, I know, so if you look at our, um, one of my core businesses in the flower world, Southside Flower Market, we were looking at the same thing. The average basket spend or transaction spend was hovering around that $42 mark. And I'm going, hmm, that annoys me. Because 10 years ago, the online average spend from Inaflora was $80 per shop. Now, there's a few reasons for that. We have cheaper items, blah, blah. And I thought, right, how do we do this? It w- now, just keep this in mind. You would think that you would need to put high-priced items to get your average basket spend up, right? It's not the only way. We actually brought in some uh, medium-range-priced items at the $25 mark which is the best selling range price range and that increased the basket spend because people ended up buying multiple items. So it's not just all about increasing price per item. It could be decreasing price and trying to encourage the sale of more items. Now, of course, if you've got a smart enough system, you could use an upsell, a downsell, an OTO, a one-time offer, but that's going right into digital marketing and on the checkout sales Mm. process. So again, work smarter, not harder. And think about where is your half a million dollar cookie or coffee in your business because that is what you really need to focus on.
part of working smarter is also identifying who's the boss. Mm. Now, this is not just an egotistical, I'm the boss, I've got the business card that says boss. No. Something that was really pointed out to us by one of our um, guests and friends of the show, Alan Todd from Todd's Hi-Fi this year, was you need a clear boss. Let's have a listen to that. At the end of the day, in a business, you can have a partnership, you know, so say um, you and your partner are 50-50% in that business, but which one of you two makes the call you can't someone has to make the decision someone has to right? make you can't call. both be the boss no no so that's what i'm saying at some stage one's the boss so in a family business who's that person who's going to make the decision so i spoke to a guy one day had a successful business he, he said he's going to retire this son's going to be in charge of that this son's going to be in charge of that and this son's going to be in charge of that i said mm, okay which one's in charge when when the proverbial hits the fan when there's a big decision to make, who's the one who makes the call? Oh, no, no, this one looks after that, this one looks after that, and this one looks after that. Needless to say, that business doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So in Todd's, who has the final say? Me. Still. And that's quite clear? Yeah. And what, ha- what happens if you really get hammered on, you know, the, the, the boys or the management team have one strategy, but you just don't agree with it? Will you pull the, well, no, I'm not doing it? Do you still have that level of autonomy? Because secession's really interesting for people. Like, how do they do it successfully? What tips? I'd, I'd look for middle ground. That's it. Maybe you're a deal maker, so you're looking for. No, the, I'm not a deal maker. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a supporter. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I, I look. I'd support. Look, I don't. I think if the businesses run day to day well and you address the issues and everyone's got an understanding, you're probably not going to get to that critical, critical thing where you've got to make the call. If you do, they're probably coming to you to say, look, we could go either way here, call it eight, heads or tails, doesn't really matter. Yeah, what's your opinion? What's your opinion? So my gut feeling says do this, now do that. That's probably about it. And I might go the other way. Sometimes I come, look, I don't care. Either way, give it a go. Whatever you want to do. Just flip a coin or go with him or go with him. You work it out. That's it. Mm. You wouldn't think that defining clearly who the boss is is part of working smarter, would you? But it really is when you really think about it. It is, and I think it's really important. It would be, particularly in Logan, there would be a lot of businesses that are run by couples. Yeah. And I really admire what you and Millie do in your business because there's very clearly there's a boss. So, and I think that that takes away a lot of the issues that you can have relationship-wise. This is interesting. Who do you think the boss is? (laughs) Should I say the right thing? (laughs) (laughs) I do know who the boss is. That's right. We know who the real boss is. That's right. No, it's true. It's got to be clear. Someone's got to have the final say. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the times, if you're running by consensus, which is fine, it works 95% of the time. But um, you have to be willing to argue your point, argue if you really truly believe something's right. And you've got to have a clear process to go, well, do do I have the authority to overrule Millie, my wife and my business partner and my life partner? if that's what I want to do, if I believe strongly enough in it. At the end of the day, the answer to that is yes, because I'm CEO ranked on the corporate structure. Mm. Now, Millie's not happy about that because she doesn't want to be overruled. But you know what? I will probably go against Millie one out of 40 times Mm. because we do actually think the same pretty much to the core. I mean, what was that thing during COVID? You know, if you've got an anti-vaxxer married with a vaxxer, they've all busted up now because it's just you can't have two extreme Mm. views. It just doesn't work. There's too much friction. So... Yeah, working smarter, harder is really, really important. Now, the last bit that Alan Todd was talking about was secession. Mm. Now, he talked about clear boss. We also said you've got to have a clear exit strategy and a clear plan. At the start of every year, we often sit down and go, is it time to sell or are we still happy to stay? Do we think we can create value for this coming year? 
Yeah, look, and you and I have discussed that this is probably something that you should do at the end of the financial year as well as at the end of the calendar year because mm. depending on the type of business you have, you know, if you're a retailer or hospitality, you've just been through your busiest period. So, you know, is this when you sit down and look at the numbers and go, okay, where are we at? We need to get our business prepared for putting it on uh, up for sale at the end of the financial year because when you sell a business they work on financial year numbers Mm -hmm. that's what they want to know so you know do you have everything in place how's everything looking is now the time to sell it needs to be sort of looked at every six months look the reality is every business is up for sale if somebody walked in with a check with the right amount of zeros on it at any stage but this is a conscious being consciously aware of what is it that your desire is do you have 12 months in the tank to actually go through another 12-month cycle of your business? And are you focused and committed to that? And um, sometimes also I'll just say here that the best time to sell a business in some circumstances is maybe just after you've had a refit or just after you've signed a new lease mm-hmm. because that can be when the business is at its most valuable. So, you know, there are certain other times where you would reassess as well, but twice a year should be a minimum, I think. Yeah, well, that's what I'm doing right now. Like in our core business, Flower Hub, I'm ready to exit because I'm, I've got some great opportunities, time for a change, whatever, and we're at the top of our tree. Our performance is the best. So I've already started the discussions with my key personnel in my business to go, look, if the right offer came along, I would probably take it because I'm ready in my mind to do the move. And every one of my key staff go, yeah, we know that about you, Nikki. It's like, we, it, that's totally fine with us. We don't feel um, scared or unsettled. Normally, you wouldn't tell your staff if you're looking at selling because you think that they're going to get stressed out and run to the hills because their jo- they feel like their job's unsafe, right? Now, what's the number one job of a leader? Keep your team feeling safe and secure. Yeah. But that's exactly the reason why I do a lot of work throughout the year with interpersonal with my key staff. And that is exactly why I tell them if I'm committed to something, the minute that I'm committed, I will tell them what I'm doing because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you, my staff are never going to get rug pulled by me. That's just and you also don't, you don't want them to hear about it via the, the you know, Chinese whispers no. grapevine. <laughs> and to do an effective sale, you have to approach key players in your industry. Yes. And it's definitely going to get back to your people. So don't, because what's a real morale killer is rumors that turn out to be true. Oh, the boss didn't even trust us. Yes. But you've trusted our competitor with the information. Mm-hmm. So don't fall into that trap. So really good points that Alan raised, and it fits right into that theme of working smarter, not harder in 2022. Hey, busy today, Tom? Flat out, Liz. You don't want a job, do you? (laughs) No, just a flat white, thanks. (laughs) Sure, the usual. Actually, my daughter's looking for work, though, and we live just down the road. Okay, great. I could do with some extra hands. Supporting local business really pays off. It helps new businesses to start, existing businesses to grow, and it creates local jobs. So let's all support small business, because when you go local, you grow local. Authorised by the Queensland Government, Brisbane. Logan's own Southside Flower Market is currently closed for the holidays and will reopen Monday the 11th of January. During this time, the team at Southside Flower Market, located in Carlisle Street, Slacks Creek, are taking a much-needed break to get their cold rooms ready for all your flower needs in 2022. Mickey, Millie and the staff at station sponsor Southside Flower Market would like to wish all their customers a very happy new year and successful 2022. Hi, it's Marie Adsed, Queensland Small Business Commissioner. You're listening to Coach Nikki, Kerry and Mel on Logan's own 101FM. I might be weird, but Mondays are my favourite day, not Fridays. It's my favourite day. Yeah. Because Mon- I'm here with you guys. Aww. Now, the weekend will begin. Good song by the Birds Tokyo. But uh, Mondays, you've got a whole week to do stuff. So weekends are good, but Mondays are good too. Look, working smarter, not harder. So 
we've sort of covered off, you know, you've got to be selfish and work on yourself. And then we've covered off, okay, working smarter, not harder. Now, you actually need to sit down and create a target that you're going to aim for for this year, right? Because if you don't have a target, guess what? You're not going to know if you hit it. And that's just as important. So I'll tell you how I do it. And Kerry, tell me how you do it. So for this year, I sat down on the last day, uh, New Year's Eve. I, I did a social post. I sat down for about an hour and I mapped out. And there are five key projects that I'm working on this year in 2022. And then I mapped out across each line um, what I needed to do in a broad sense and what roughly success would look like. How do, how do you do your process of creating a, a target sheet for the year? Well, I mean, I am always looking to add more services for my clients and more. So I, I sort of look back at the services that I've offered and whether they've been successful or not. That's my first point of call. You've hit on a really important point because the people that I've spoken to, captains of industry that are all doing like the four or five million plus revenue, so the big end of town, their focus for 2022 is actually on retention and not on revenue growth. Now, if you really drill down into this, this is interesting because they believe that this year is all about attracting more customers, more eyeballs to their offering because they believe that their offering is good enough that it'll just stand on its own. And if you bring you know, bring people to it, they'll engage with it if they have a need. So I sort of see that as the same thing that you say. It's like yeah. you've got a good service and you're just going to add more products on. So you're saying the same thing. Yeah. It's just service yeah. more people with more stuff. Yep. It's a key change in, in the way that corporations are thinking this year because normally it is about the revenue 5 7% growth, maybe 3% depending on size. But nobody's talking about that this year. It's all just about retention and number of customers through the door. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? That's just a major shift that I've picked up on from last year to this year. Yeah, I agree. It's interesting. You've got to have a one-page plan. I would suggest not making any more than, say, five areas or t- or projects. What did you call them? Uh, was I, I call them... Um, projects to do you called them products and services is that what you're talking about yeah like those five key areas that i'm going to take on this year oh they're they're related to either the business or whatever it is that i'm doing yeah you, so similar you, to what you do yeah i yeah. call them projects yeah um you don't have to be super specific in that one page plan and if you're like carrie and i we both love whiteboards so mm. I, I actually bought one of those rollout whiteboards from officeworks uh, really dear is <laughs> very expensive. I did a 2.4 by a 1.2. It's about 250 bucks, but it sticks onto the existing wall in the office where I am in, in one of the rooms that I converted to an office. And now I have a full workable whiteboard and I've got those five key project lines up. And then I've got some post-it notes and then I've written some key points on the key areas. And then I'm starting to use colored post-it notes. Oh, anyone that's been to one of my workshops know I love a good post-it note and whiteboard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, post-it notes are a great way to get ideation up on and also from a workflow mm. point of view. Now, if you don't know what we're talking about and you've never had the opportunity to use um, a chart with, with post-it notes, you can actually, I'll, I'll put a photo up on our socials of what mine looks like, um, but you can actually do a workshop with Kerry and I later on this year because we'll actually go through how to do planning and strategy planning. Mm. So again, we talk about this like it's pretty easy for us because we've been doing it for over 10 years, but yeah, it might be news for you. So we'll actually go through basics as well, which is sort of cool. You've got a target, you've got the areas you're going to work in. The key to making sure that you're hitting those targets is what we call rhythm. It's it's the key to success. Because to sit down and make a strategy plan, you actually have to not only make it, but then you have to make sure it's alive and revisit it. Because it's it's sort of like a an airline captain, you know, he takes off, he's got a flight plan pre-programmed when he takes off, but he's got to make adjust he or she, he's got to make adjustments. 
as they fly because you might hit turbulence, you might have some weather events that you didn't foresee and expect. It's exactly the same with your strategy plan for business. In our business, our rhythm is the same every year. We've been doing this for over 10 years. We meet the last week of January where we will do a yearly strategy meeting. And that is where we map out what is it that we want to achieve this year as a business? What growth or expansion or new projects do we have the energy to take on? That's the key critical part there, the energy to take on. And then what does success look like at the end of that year? What is it we want to have achieved? That's really important, that last point about success, because you want to have something to look back on to see whether you reach those targets or not. And I love the fact that it's not always money related. Money doesn't motivate anyone. No. We had one year where we go, you know, we're, t- we're cracking seven and a half, eight million in turnover, the revenue, and we go, okay, we're in the valley of death. We need to get to 10 million turnover. So stupidly, we put BHAG 10 million. That's what we're going to go. We're going to, you know what? It was the most demoralizing year mm. of projects and sprints and strategy and hikes because nobody cared, including me. And I'm the business owner. But not only that, you, you, staff would have automatically split that up into months. And then straight away on the first month when it wasn't reached, when the target wasn't hit, oh, what do we do now? Yeah, it's very demotivating. So don't <laughs> don't put your target around dollar figure. Now, I know if you're not paying yourself a wage and if you're in a startup phase, then of course revenue is going to be a key, f- a key focus for you. But I'm saying don't make that your main focus for your team. Make it more around what you're creating, what value you're adding, or what type of business you're building and why, because you'll get further faster than just focusing on the revenue. Now, one of the keys once you've got a strategy is communicating that strategy. It is. One of the killers in organizations is poor communication and when you have ambiguous communication. Now, we had the uh, Queensland Small Business Commissioner on, Marie Adshead, and this is what she had to say when she was on. I think if we can equip businesses with one skill, it would be communication skills. You spoke about ambiguity, and I couldn't agree more. That's the number one factor that has influenced the success or failure of all of our uh, mediation conferences and how businesses and their landlords or their other business get to that point in the first place. Communication. You think about every relationship in life. This is no different. It's that communication skill, I think, that if we could impart that message to business, talk early, talk often, um, with whichever uh, your commercial relationship is with, that's got to be you're 10 times ahead of the game if you're doing that. Talk early and talk often. She knows her stuff. I think girls make smarter managers, you know, because you've been talking about communication until you're blue in the face for the last six months. You you verbalise and are more aware about communication, whereas I think blokes uh, just like head down, bum up, get on and expect people to come along along the way. I know that's a huge generalisation, but I'm really impressed with that communicate and communicate often, well Mm. and often. So your communication is key, right? So have a great strategy, have a great target, clearly articulate and identify the projects you want to work on, use a whiteboard, use a one-page, whatever, but make sure you pictureify it so that it's actually up so people can look at it. You're reviewing it um, fortnightly with your team, quarterly, and then obviously yearly. Review and rhythm is so important. And then you've actually got a pretty good plan on where you're going for the year. Now, is any of what we've just said hard? Is any of that ambiguous or doesn't make any sense? 
to us know, but there may be business owners out there who are feeling a little bit overwhelmed by this. Yeah, so I hope that it makes sense. Now, Kerry and I have recorded a bonus interview on this exact point of topic for this show, and that'll be available uh, by Wednesday this week. So you can download the full podcast, it's 50 minutes, and that will step you through all those things again if you've missed them on this run through. And you can, of course, always reach out and ask us questions uh, on any of our socials at Business 101 Show. All right, so once we come back from the next break, we're actually going to show you and talk about how you actually kill it with your customers. See you next. Missed a previous show or want to recap a Nickyism or Coach's Corner? Now you can listen when it suits you to the cut-down version of the Business 101 Show via podcast. Find the Business 101 Show on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and all other major listening platforms. Take us with you to the gym for a walk or a bike ride. Click the link on our Facebook post or visit the show page. Also available on anchor.fm. Hi, it's Rossell Baines from Flower and Cargo King. You're listening to the Business 101 show with Coach Nikki on Logan's 101 FM. Okay, so you've got to focus on yourself. You've got to focus for the target that you're hitting. Now let's focus your business in on your customers. Now, of course, none of our businesses would work without cash coming through them because that is the lifeblood of the company. Now, how is it that you keep your customers engaged? How is it that you can actually maybe charge more for your stuff? Because working smarter, not harder, would mean if you can serve the same amount of customers and earn more by increasing, one, the basket spend, like we talked about, the average transaction, or maybe even increasing prices. Let's have a listen or grab from our show 38 where we talked about pricing your stuff. Tonight, why are we doing a show about packaging your products? I call it packaging your stuff. Well, I guess after a discussion that we had here in the studio, it's important that people understand the advantages of packaging and pricing their products and services, not only for them, for their customers, for their bottom line, There's, you know, but a lot of people don't go the right way about doing it or they don't consider everything. Yeah, now sometimes I think people undersell themselves too. It's too cheap, right? Absolutely. Particularly when it comes to services, because I think a lot of business owners don't value their time as much as they should. Oh, that is an absolute classic. I had a conversation at the front door at my business the other day with a person that drove the equivalent of Bay Desert to to our building and back. And I said, oh, you know, there's a really great career that delivers to you, you know, five days a week. Oh, yes, but that's a bit expensive. And I said, what, $39 is expensive. You're doing a round trip to Bay Desert. People don't value their own time. Why is that? Why do we think we're free in our business? I just think that when business owners think about the expenses and the costs of their business, they quite often just don't put their time in there. But if it was a staff member that was going to do it, they would. But when it comes to themselves, they tend to just go, oh, yeah, but that's just me. You know, I don't count my time. But you should count your time. It's really important for you to Somebody has to be the most expensive, as our mate Andrew Griffith mentioned a few weeks ago on the show. So isn't it funny that we never position ourselves really naturally in that spot? Do you think it comes from because you've had to grind your way and because the boss basically cleans the toilet, sweeps the floor, does all the things the staff either don't do or forget to do? Do you think that's all part of that psyche of why we don't value our Yeah, look, and I think probably a bit of enthusiasm. You know, when you first start a business and you just want to get your first customer and it really just just get, get that across the line and it really doesn't matter. 
Um, and then all of a sudden we're six, 12 months, two years down the track and we go, hang on a second, we're still not charging for our time because we forgot to put our prices up mm. or we forgot to change things. I've said openly about six months ago, if you just put your prices up 5% tomorrow morning, if the only thing, the first thing you did when you went into the office, you just simply raised your price list by 5%, I bet you 80% of your customers wouldn't even notice or wouldn't worry them enough to stop trading with you. Yeah, I agree. What would you do with another 5%? Now, think about 5%. I know it doesn't equal 5% exactly dropping down to the bottom line, right? Yep. But when you're talking about people netting something like 6% net, imagine if you actually just increase 5% at the top line, you're still going to drop, what is that? I'm trying to do the math quickly in my head. I think it's about 2%. So you've actually increased your net, if my maths is right, by about 33%. Yeah, look, I think that... The, probably the biggest concern over people raising their prices or packaging things up into higher prices, whatever the case may be, is that they're going to lose customers. But the majority of people don't go. And I know you said 20%, but I would even challenge that to say that it's more like 5 to 8%. Because I know mm. when I had my cafe, every time I put my prices up, I'd freak out. And yes, you might lose 5 to 7% of your, your customers, but then the rest that were there would be paying that little bit extra. So you didn't even notice it. Don't feel it. And then when you're serving less customers but earning the same or more amount of money or bringing in the same or more amount of money, your expenses are lower because you've got less staff on. So it's this revolving kind of thing that turns into more money on the bottom line at the end. More money on the bottom line at the, at the other end. That's the key, isn't it? We sound like we know what we're talking about, don't it's, we? It's <laughs> definitely right. I mean, if you just simply put up your prices by 5%, uh, in the next coming weeks, mm. no one's going to bat an eyelid because all the cost inputs for import costs and freighting costs are going to drive prices up in Australia. There's just no way around it. So make sure you work smarter, but also make sure you're pricing for your time and that you value your time, which is really important. Now, so say you've got the customer and you increase your prices. How do you keep your customer engaged and focused? How do you keep them coming back for your service over and over and over? This is key. This is key. Now, our friend Andrew Griffiths, who's obviously a key business author in Australia, he was on the show this year, and this is what he had to say about exactly this. Andrew Griffiths, what's the one thing that a, a mechanic, a milk bar owner, a Chinese restaurant owner, an, a, a mobile bookkeeper, what's the one thing they could do or that they should do after listening to this conversation today that could really mm -hmm. give them some dividends? I, I, I think that they really have to make that shift from transactions to experiences. They've got to look at every single part of their business and say, how do we make an extraordinary experience out of someone bring their car in to get it repaired, someone picking up takeaway Chinese food, you know, yeah. doing end-of-year tax, getting your teeth drilled, whatever it might be, how, how do we really offer the best experience that we possibly can? That, to me, is, is, a, is a fabulous place to start. The second thing that comes off the back of that that I would say here is that you really also, you've got to learn to tell great stories in your business these days. You know, you've got to tell the story of everything of, you know, your origin story of who you are, why you do what you do, your people, your customers, your products, your services. Uh, I, I mean, I know we hear a lot about storytelling at the moment, but still people do it badly. You know, if you go to 50 accountant websites, they all say the same thing. You go to 50 legal websites, they all say the same thing. They'll, you go to a lawyer's website, they'll tell you they do law. You know, who, what, what a surprise. You go to an accountant's <laughs> website, they'll tell you, we do tax. Exactly, right? You go to a mortgage broker's site, what do they tell you? They can lend your money, find your money. I mean, Amazing. Pe people are much smarter than that these days. Start treating people like they're smarter. 
you know, if all we do is, point. and this is to me probably the biggest mistake in business these days from a marketing point of view is that we're still really, really good at saying how we're exactly the same as our competitors as opposed to how we're really different. Mm. And every financial planning website says the opening line is, we're different and you can trust us. Everyone. (laughs) And I know this because I've had to speak at conferences for all of these kinds of people and I always do all my research. And I'll check out the top 20 or 30 websites on Google for uh, for accountants or lawyers or whatever it is. I just laugh. I tell them, all, you know, all you guys do is you just change the, the banner, the company name at the top of the page. Everything else stays the same. Every financial planning website's got a picture of two, a couple of white hands shaking with the end of a suit. And, and there'll be two, two grandparents walking a little child, their grandchild, down a beach, a park or on a swing. You know, it's a, we, 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 we go to great lengths to tell everyone how we're exactly the same. Become a master of telling people how you're exactly different, you know, like really go out of the way to do that. If you can do that, whether it's in your service, in your products, in the way that you think, in the way that you act, um, we live in a world that rewards difference. And, you know, conformity is the enemy in business, in my view. Yeah, being more interesting. How interesting is that? Your offering has to be more interesting. It doesn't have to be better. And you're good at telling the story, uh, your story of what you're doing. Now, the proof for me in this is I invested in a pair of Aaron Williams boots yesterday. Now, for those of you who don't know, Aaron Williams is about $595 for a pair of boots. Some people would say, my goodness, that's expensive, but they last, what, a lifetime? So if I get 15 years out of my RMs, fantastic. Works out at like 14 cents a day or something. But listen, Aaron Williams told a great story. I was exposed to their story on a flight. It really made an impression on me about they're such a good Aussie product. That's what led me in store after going in twice to have a look. I bought on the third time and they converted me as a customer. That's all from being interesting and being very good about telling their story of what they're doing as RM Williams. So how good is that by the message by Andrew Griffiths? Be more interesting and make sure that you're good at telling your story. Now, look, as we finish up the, the plan for 2022, you obviously need to know what success looks like. It's one of my favorite sayings, Kerry. Mm, you know this about is. me. Yep. What is success going to look like for you, Tribe, if you sit down on December 31st this year and look back? So you've got your target, you've got your strategy, you've got your, maybe your five things, two things, one thing, three things. What does success look like? Make sure you have a clear picture of what you think success is because you need to have a clear picture of it so that you know when you've achieved it or if you come close to it or if you exceed it. Because it's very important, the rhythm, you need to check back in, not only with your staff, but with yourself and with your strategy and your plan to make sure how you're going. You're going to do that fortnightly on coffee catch-ups, quarterly and formally catch-ups, and then you're going to get to the end of the year and go, yay, we smashed it, or oh, we just missed it, or hey, we exceeded it, or we ended up pivoting. It doesn't matter. There's the plan for 2022. If you need more help, we've got the bonus interview. Kerry, we've recorded that. You can download that uh, on Wednesday. And yeah, if you do those simple steps, you will have a successful planned 2022. You will not be stressed about what are you doing, why you're doing it, where are we going in this crazy world that we're in, how do we compare with our competitors, what are our thoughts. If you do all those things, and there's only a few things we talked about today, you will have a great framework for a very successful year. That's it. That's it, our first show for 2022. I'm away next week. Kerry's flying solo. See you on the 24th. (laughs) 
Remember, you should seek your own independent legal and financial advice before making any decisions about what's right for you. Anything the coaches say or recommend during the show is general in nature and does not take into consideration your unique and individual circumstances. You are responsible for yourself and your decisions. That was the Business 101 Show with your hosts, Coach Nikki, Digital Coach Carey, and Logan's own Mal West. Want more hot seats, coaches' corners, and Nikkiisms for catch-up podcasts and downloadable resources? Visit Business 101 Show at our website, business101show.com.au, or on Facebook. Remember what Coach Nikki always says. Version 1 is better than version none. You've been listening to the Business 101 Show podcast, as heard on Logan City's 101 FM on Monday nights. If you have a question on business, or maybe you'd like to be interviewed on our show, get in touch. Email us, info at business101show.com.au. That's info at business101show.com.au. We're on Instagram and Facebook too. You can find all those details at our website, business101show.com.au.